Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the first podcast of 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, where today we are going to be discussing the Fulham game. And we're going to have a really good Gouda debate. Some of the fallout still happening from the North London derby. Prediction League and the FA Cup third round coming up. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Good evening, boys. An Arsenal podcast. He shouldn't be leaving, give him a contract, but he doesn't. By Arsenal fans. He's one of our own, and I think it's brilliant. For Arsenal fans. Lyndon, you still got to go out and beat these teams, and that's exactly what we're doing. This is your Arsenal podcast. Wow, what a result. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Would he do that every week? I don't think so. There's a new feeling about the club. You heard we got our Arsenal back. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Good morning. It's uh, the first podcast of 2019. Um, social media, Facebook, Twitter has already gone fucking nuts. It's not even, it's just gone 7 a.m. in the UK uh, on the first day back to work. And for the last hour, I've been on my phone just looking at some of the shit that's going down. Um, I'm joined today by Mike. Uh, he probably won't even be able to grunt hello at the moment because I don't think you're awake, Mike, yet, are you? I'm getting there, I'm getting there. You're getting there. Coffee's kicking in. Um, Manny's at the Emirates Stadium at the moment, so he's still stoking up the crowd and getting the atmosphere going there. Uh, from yesterday's game, and I'm joined by a very controversial man as well, uh, Max from Ars Bros podcast in Melbourne. Good evening, Max. How are you? Good evening, Fergus. I'm good, mate. I'm good. 6.08 on uh, New Year's Day here, so we've had most of the day to contemplate our yeah. lives and contemplate our tweets. I thought you were in the future. It's the I day after the New Year's Day. Oh, I slept for the whole of New Year's Day. Yes, well, I'm I'm not surpri- today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. We were on a message group with Max on New Year's Eve in the UK, and it was leading up to midnight, and we had a conversation about whiskey. The spelling was better than my spelling. Uh, the grammar was better than my grammar. Not. Uh, and you were shit-faced. I was in an awful state. I lay under a towel for somewhere in the vicinity of five hours next to a pool making noises. So uh, very unwell, <laughs> but I'm back. I had a glass of wine. I'm topped up. I'm back with the world of the living. Okay. okay. And um, you've been on Twitter, haven't you? I have, mate. I have. I've been on Twitter. I've been a, for the first time in my life, I've been called a racist. And, um, you know, for a, a, a tweet that not one grain of it in any manner could ever be considered to be racist in any language in the human world, but... You know, here we are, and in some ways, this is what we deal with on on large-reaching forums. Well, we put ourselves out there. Uh, listen, I'm I'm subject to all sorts of ridicule and abuse, and that's just from Manny. Um, you know, on a on a regular basis. So, you know, we need thick skins. That's what I say. Um, we had a, a little discussion among ourselves on the last podcast, uh, uh, maybe the podcast before, we've done so many over the Christmas period, it's, it's just a busy time, as you know, um, about the half season. And I know we had conversations about getting you on this morning. Um, uh, what is your verdict of the half season? Uh, 60 seconds, highs and lows, and score out of 10. Away you go. Score out of 10, I'm going to give us a 7. Uh, highs for me are going to be the performance against Tottenham, the first performance against Liverpool. Lows for me, the performance at Man U, real opportunity missed for me for us to really stamp and move forward. And I, I guess my my lowest low of the season, you know, was the uh, the Liverpool game. We move away from that. We're still sitting here licking our wounds from that one. I think that, if, if, if in a five-second snapshot, if I had to say anything, I think we're exactly where I thought we were going to be at the start of the season before the unbeaten run. That's that's fair. Fair. The only thing I do feel, I, I agree with you, but the only thing I do feel 
I do feel a little bit worried about the second half of the season, looking at our squad, looking at where we're going into January. Ramsey's off. Uh, I know it's in in the summer and he has been a professional and stuck to what he, he was. He sticks to his game, but you can see his heart's not in it. Uh, and Ozil, he wants to hang around and prove his point. But, you know, I don't think he's the man for Arsenal, not an Unai Emery Arsenal. So I, I do fear for the second half of the year. And I think fourth place is a huge ask. It is a huge ask. Good morning, Manny. I'm here. I'm here. It took your time. Well, yeah, I was. Hence, why I was on mute. I was doing something. Okay. So, oh yeah, dear. I had, to, I had to rush back and kind of. I do hope you washed your hands. It's seven in the morning. Like, what? What's wrong with you? Why do you do these things? Some of us don't need to do that. You, on the other hand, I'm not too sure. Well, need to wash your hands. I always wash my hands when I. Yeah, th- th- that's a lie, and you know it. I'm fairly confident Fergus doesn't sleep because he's <laughs> online when I go to sleep and he's online when I wake up. And I know very well I'm in Australia and I'm in the future. <laughs> no, the like, future. I, 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 hmm, he does sleep. I'll, I'll give him that. He's just strange. <laughs> strange? <laughs> Where does strange come from then? I could have said something else, but... You're not allowed to use that word? No. No. So I'll go with strange. Strange will do. So Arsenal Fulham, Manny, you had a lot to say about the Arsenal Fulham game, um, mm-hmm. and we will get into that. Um, we can look at the lineups uh, afterwards, but giving you a quick uh, roundup of the game, Arsenal bounced back from the thrashing by Liverpool to beat F- Fulham and move two points behind fourth place Chelsea. The Gunners have suffered, uh, suffered the heaviest defeat uh, of the season in in Anfield on Saturday, losing five one. Goals from Granite Xhaka. Uh, Lacazette, Ramsey, Aubameyang, doop, 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 helped them to only the second win in the last six games. Um, Shaka uh, put the hosts ahead, finishing a good cross from a very impressive Awobi, although some people don't think he was that impressive. Um, the half-time score was 1-0. It's the first time Arsenal have led uh, in the Premier League this season. The second half, well... Mustafi and Torreira uh, were substituted or swapped. Um, Lacazette doubled his lead uh, when he finished off a Kolasniak assist um, to bring it to 2-0. Lacazette substituted again. Some things to talk about. Kamara pulled it back, uh, bringing Fulham closer to us at 2-1. Squeaky bum time. But Aaron Ramsey killed somebody. I don't know who's dead yet, but um, he scored a goal and it was 3-1. And Aubameyang uh, deflected... Uh, a deflected shot give Arsenal their fourth and deserved three points guys that's a summary very badly read summary of um, the game but uh, you wouldn't want anything be- uh, anything else from me I'm, uh, I'm dyslexic and proud um, what did you make of the game let's start to the first half uh, Mike you've been quiet yeah there's a reason I'm quiet yeah you're still asleep come on I'm trying <laughs> to waken you up yeah yeah uh, sorry what was the question again what did you think of the game? Simple one? Uh, well, it was all right. <laughs> Simple answer. <laughs> um, I was I was more pissed off at the fact that I went on TV. Uh, unfortunately, I tried to get it online. None of my uh, links were working. Did you not um, use the one I put up? Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, yeah. Just nothing worked. I tried a few. Nothing worked. So I was pissed off. And the fact that it's like you said before, three o'clock on a Tuesday, why isn't it on TV? Come on, seriously. Yeah, to be honest, I had that uh, down for after the game. Um, no TV coverage in the UK as it was 3 p.m. kickoff. Uh, not even a Saturday, but anybody who wanted to watch the 3 p.m. kickoff, I don't know what the rest of this means. TBWY9NALC. What does the fuck does that mean? And I wrote it. Um, you wrote it. If you don't know what it means, how the f- yeah, how would I know? Well, I think that was one of those moments that I did actually sleep, you know, because I was writing this. As as you may know, and listeners will know, my TV uh, died. So <clears throat> we're watching TV in bed. So I'm on my laptop writing up these notes and everything else. And I don't know what it is about watching telly in bed, but you just drift off, don't you? So I, I drifted off halfway through it. <laughs> but <laughs> sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the game then, Max? For me, mixed bags from a lot of players. Really hard for me to rate players at the end of the game. Uh, 
when Toby and I do the Ask Brothers rank cast, we have to come up with our three best players of the game and our three worst players of the game. Now, we've only had a very cursory chat about it, but for both of us, we've had players both in positive points and negative points. So, you know, Kalasinac, amazing going forward, diabolical at the back. Awobi involved, involved in a number of goals and some of the most juvenile poor possession, poor decision-making, final third decisions I've ever seen from a player. I think that in a lot of ways the score is doesn't reflect Fulham's input into the game and in a lot of ways had someone like Ryan Sessegnon had his shooting boots on, we could have been 3-0 down or three sorry 3-1 down at a point and never been able to talk about the turnaround. So was I happy with the result? Absolutely. Do I love Arsenal? Absolutely. Do I think it was a performance that if we look back on it, we're going to think was a, a fantastic result or a fantastic response? Uh, not so much for me. I think we responded for maybe the first 10 minutes and then just faded for, for large parts of the game. Yeah, I think I, good... I, I can say I do agree with that. I think a lot of the uh, defensive issues were still there. He was just on, like I say, like Max said, there is it's just unfortunate for Fulham that they didn't put him away. But Fulham, Fulham have not scored um, a goal a game so far this season. It was some of the score predictions people are doing three threes and uh, four threes and all this sort of stuff in score predictions. And I turned around to one guy uh, who went three three. I said, "Really? Do you see Fulham scoring three goals?" Sessegnon, Ron Sessegnon is very good. Or Seamus, as I called him previously, um, is very good, um, and he should have had more goals. But his finishing quality is as good as Iwobi's finishing quality is, to be honest. Um, but uh, they, they've scored 18 goals, now 19 goals in 21 games. They're fucked. And the scoreline reflected how shit they are, but flattered us a little bit, I think. Manny, Mustafi taken off for Torreira? What do you think mm. all that's about? Well, apparently he's injured again. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. Even if he wasn't injured, to be honest, he was shocking. Um, playing aimless long balls down the line that went to no one. Um, you know what? We were lucky that we played Fulham and not anyone else because, again, in midfield, two passes would get the Fulham attackers onto our defence. Two passes from defence through the midfield and it was wide open and it happened a few times. Hence why I said that Xhaka was my worst player, even though he scored for us. He I, th- I, thought, I thought he was one of our best players on the pitch. He was yeah, one of those definitely. players, like I said before, that I had both in positive points and negative points. He's, his defending is diabolical. I would say I would say the same. Um, it was it was a case of you know he would he get turned a few times. He would give the ball away in positions that you cannot give the ball away. You know what I mean his his best attribute is meant to be his passing, but he gives it away in areas where if we were playing a better team, we would have gotten punished. Like I think we it did was against Liverpool. Exactly. Mm. It wasn't um, that much I, of a different performance if you actually look at the two games together. It really wasn't. I thought we were poor the the whole game. Um, lucky to to score four. Even though I predicted that we would score four, um, but I'd say the score really did flatter us. I don't think we responded. I don't think it was a performance that that we should be happy about. We got the result. We move on. But I, I still see the same issues. Um, I still see the same problems. So yeah, we move on. Though we move on. And Lacazette, he scored again, and he when he was he was subbed again, and the crowd, which we will get on to talking about the atmosphere in the crowd, but in particular the crowd at this point made an awful lot of noise. Um, Max, go on. I actually think that's one of my favourite moments for an Arsenal player this year. Lacazette's response to the crowd the, day, the year is only two years two days old you do know it that. is it is this season fergus this, <laughs> this season, season okay this hangover okay. is just clarify it <laughs> i think that to be able to have the wherewithal to have been as frustrated as he's been he was very frustrated in this game as well frustrated with himself every time he made an error his head went down he threw his hands up but he kept going kept going kept going and i kept writing notes saying there's something about this there's something about this performance he's pushing hard he's pushing hard 
When he got subbed off and the crowd started to boo, he did everything he could to silence the crowd. Now, as a club man, as a mature figure, as a leader, I've got 10 times the love for Lacazette based on that because that could have gone a little bit nasty and a little bit violent and instead he silenced everyone, walked to the bench, shook everyone's hand and sat down. Well played, Lacazette. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Manny, myself and yourself had a a bit of a a conversation over WhatsApp about um, the crowd and uh, Johnny from the Food Bank and North Bank was uh, in on it. There was a few of us in on it. Um, You were were giving it fucking large to the Arsenal fan base. Uh, The 59,000, what was it, 59,887? No. uh, Fans that apparently turned up. Um, I didn't... My seat was empty. Um, I didn't turn up uh, for that game because at the last minute, we'd been taking down decorations and a few bits and pieces and we've had a busy Christmas. And you know what? It was a day that me and the missus just come along and said, yeah, let's just have the day together. So I said, yeah, I'll just watch the I'll watch the um, the game on the computer. And, and, and it was Fulham. I didn't expect it to be a great game, a great atmosphere or anything like that. But the effects that come across on the TV are completely different. I put up um, uh, a tweet from Henry Winter um, and you could hear the difference of the sound of when the crowd, uh, the, the teams have been announced and the crowd. It sounds completely different when you're in the stadium compared to what you hear on the TV. Yet again, you were slagging everyone off, going, oh, da, 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 we don't make, we don't make enough noise, this, and you don't do that. You heard me after Tottenham. Okay, that was Tottenham. I think You hear me after that. most fucking games. Everybody was like that after Tottenham. <clears throat> the thing is, right, I had a few mates who went to the game and I asked them, how was the atmosphere? Because I really wanted to gauge whether it was just me or was the atmosphere at the stadium the same as, as it came across on, on the stream that it I was, was watching flat. it was flat. You on. could hear it was flat. It was, right, and, and this is not my words, it's my mate's words, it was dead. It got lively for a little bit, but then it went back to being dead. Now, those are the opinions of people that were at the game. Now, remember, I've been to the Emirates on numerous occasions, right? The best atmosphere I experienced live at the Emirates was the Leicester game. And and for for whatever reason, we were like, if Leicester were leading in. Danny Welbeck scored in the last Danny minute, Welbeck, we're going to win the just, league, yeah. Yeah, he just came back from injury, whatever. And the atmosphere was insane when he when that goal went in. But for the majority of games, the atmosphere is dead. And I don't need to be in the stadium to know that. I've been there countless times and it's still the same. At one point in the first half, I could only hear one person. Right? Juan Carlos. I could hear, no, not Juan Carlos. I could hear, and it's the same female voice I've been hearing since Highbury. Oh, yeah, the, the Highbury screamer. Yeah, I've heard her for so many years. And she was the only one in the crowd I could hear. Everybody else was flat. Even when we scored the goal, it was flat. So, yes, I did have a go at the Arsenal fan base because I know it's Fulham. I know it's New Year's Day and a lot of people may have been hungover. But don't you think that the players also need a lift after taking a battering at Liverpool don't you think yourselves need a lift after that battering at, at Liverpool but everyone just pretty much sat on their hands and knees waiting to be not hands and knees sat on their hands waiting to be entertained and I had and I had I've always got a bit to but say do, about do, that do, do the players not have a responsibility as well okay they, they did score four goals but it we, by our own admission that we just said it was a shit game they were mm-hmm. shocking yeah and and they have to get us up just as much I agree with that no, I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that but aren't we supposed to be the 12th men? Now, when we went a goal down to, to Tottenham, are you telling me that the crowd did not play a part in getting those goals? Are you telling me the crowd didn't play a part when, when we equalised against Liverpool? Same as last season. So you can't tell me that the, that it's all to, the players have to do it all themselves. We need to show up and we need to be up for it just as much as them. It is a it is a partnership. It is 50-50. But at the same time, we have got to get this crowd lively at somehow, some way. It was absolutely flat from the stream that I was watching it on. It was flat to my mates who went to the game. Bill Bradford included so I can't be the only one who's feeling the same and I will have an opinion on it and I will have my say on it and I don't need to go to the games to know that no I listen um I do appreciate that you do have an opinion but I do sometimes I, I, well I did yesterday definitely I took umbrage a little bit to being the fans being criticized by uh, by people who don't go as often as others and not understanding what it's like standing there in the fucking cold uh, when 
we're not getting a product we pay a thousand pound two thousand three thousand pounds for and that product in front of it has not been delivered um okay yes a lot of people stayed away um a lot of people hung over da 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 da, da all all that all all those circumstances around it but it, it it it's sometimes hard to pick yourself up for a a damp squib of a game when you're playing Fulham. Fulham's fans, in fairness, on the TV came across like they had um, a bit more noise about them. The last time Fulham were playing at the Emirates, they had about less than a thousand fans, and most of them they were the only away fans I ever saw. The whole lot of them sat down, some of them with fucking blankets on them. It is the worst crowd going. No, hold on, and I'll take, I'll take a little bit of umbrage with that as well, right? Because it's not like I haven't been to the Emirates when it's been freezing cold either, right? You, you're lucky enough to have a season ticket, but a lot of people around my age and younger who are the future of this fan base are being priced out of going to games, right? Well, you, so could you, could, a lot of, could you so not a lot afford, of people don't have that not opportunity afford, to do that. Could you not afford £85 a month? Um, I wouldn't want to. That That... Then your argument is dead. Want to. Your argument is dead. If I wouldn't you, want to. You don't to. want to. Your argument is no, no, no. dead. So I wouldn't don't, want no, to. No, 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 no. No season I ticket bollocks. Oh, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Eighty-five pound a month. That could go to something else. If I have the opportunity to do that every other month or, or quarterly, I would do that. But we're not every Wigan. month, we do, we're not hey, West Ham. We, we don't do hold half on. seasons. We do full seasons. Hold on. Every month, right? Currently, I couldn't do that. Agreed and a lot at the of moment, fans, but, and a lot but of I'm fans, just talking about under normal circumstances. Hold on, but a lot of fans can't afford that. A lot of younger fans can't afford that. A lot of younger fans are being priced out of going to the Arsenal, right? And maybe those fans would would have a bit of atmosphere. Maybe those fans would be creative with the songs. You don't know that, but a lot of fans my age and younger can't get to games. Right, under t- under twenty fives uh, can go into the Young Gunners enclosure for Cat B and C, and it's ten pound a ticket. Mate, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Listen, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, I, we did have this conversation on Messenger, and I thought, like, rather than just hide it and just laugh it off, let's, let's, let's have it out. Let's have it out. And I'll, I'll, gonna, I'll, I'll I'm never... Just I'm just going to input here. Sorry for this. Go I am going to input here. £85 a month to some people, including myself, is quite a lot of money. It uh, is. So I am, I am going to add that to it, but... When you look at going to away games, which I tend to try and go to, because they are that little bit cheaper, um, especially, you know what I mean, if it's closer to me, because uh, there is a, a more games down south than there is up north, for instance, uh, it's only £30 a game. And and sometimes that's easier to get hold of than it is uh, a home game, if you can afford it. So I'd there, have is, re- there is that I'd one, and if you want to hear crowd atmosphere, uh, Arsenal away is brilliant. Most away fans, I agree, Mike, are are much much better and much more better at atmosphere because uh, everyone's like trying yeah, together. There's only a couple of thousand and yeah. whatever, so it's yeah, but so it, my, is, it my, is slightly different. But my average ticket price, Mike, you say it's like thirty quid to go to City away coming up. It's thirty so pound regardless, whatever away. Uh, game yeah, because thirty thirty is the max, and I'm, I'm going to West Ham in a couple of weeks and it's twenty six fifty. So you know that that's that's great for. Um, for an away fan but my average price of my ticket regardless if we're playing Barcelona or we're playing Fulham um, is £38 a game Right, Good well, for you. Yeah, I suppose it all depends on where you can get a ticket, though, sometimes. All right, it against, does, yes. Against I'm, a Fulham team, yeah, you're probably right. You probably get a cheap ticket somewhere. Fulham, I think, were Cat B, so that would have been 38 quid. Yeah, but right, I, I get your point. There is different, there's different categories to each game. So, obviously, if you're playing City, it's going to be 65, 65 to whatever else, depending yeah. on where you're sitting. So, you've got to get these tickets. That's the issue, and I think that's where I'm, I, I get where money's coming from. You've got to get these tickets. It's still a lot by think, the time you've paid for your tube you know, your sausage roll, your beer, you know, add on to the 38. You, you, you're Eat probably looking at, you know, a lot more by the time you've come in, gone out, gotten the tube, done everything. The Tottenham, the Tottenham game, Max, cost me. The, 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 the seat was, um, my seat is the cheapest in the house because um, that's all I deserve. Um, it was 65 quid for the seat, uh, 10 quid maybe in, in tube travel and, and buses. Um, and, Beer, because you make a day of it, and some food. It was easily £150 for that game. So I do get what Manny's saying about pricing and so on, but you don't have to go out on the piss. You don't, you know, oh, you don't... really? Come on, come on. It comes it comes with going to football games, and it's been the same for years and years and years. So don't even do that. 
Don't many, many, that. many people, many people do though. Um, like I think um, Max, you put the question up about what's the solution. The solution is what I've said already. Arsenal are trying to do stuff. Um, uh, the, the clubs themselves are trying to do stuff with the away fans. They now need to do stuff with all the TV money they've got at the minute. I don't actually have to pay for my season ticket. The, the money we generate within the gro- uh, the ground um, and the TV money they get, they they would be no worse off if they gave me a refund of 100% for every game I actually turned up to. And I turned up to the majority of mine, but in the end of the, the Wenger era, there was a lot of people who weren't turning up. And I after the City game, when we lost in Wembley, and after that debacle, I, I stopped going. But the solution is... Give home credits, not just away credits. Start creating more young fan zones, like we have got the young guns enclosure. Uh, change around the stadium a bit and where they put the away fans uh, in opposed to like the North Bank or what was the clock end before. And that would create a better atmosphere within the stadium and, and take it from there. I wonder what the percentage of Arsenal's yearly revenue is generated by all ticket sales. It wouldn't be a it's lot. It's a million. Pa- um, I think match day turnover is about one point two million pound a game. Yep. Pocket change. Yeah, and they get nine hundred and eighty million from the TV deals. So, you know, if, and if they still charge all the corporate people what they charge them because they all that's deductible and everything else, and some of them don't don't give a fuck about the money that they're they're spending. But for the hardcore fan. They could make the season tickets a lot cheaper. I and I know, Manny, you talked about quarter seasons and half season stuff. That's West Ham. That's Wigan. That's what they do because they're that desperate. But I'm, no, I'm I'm saying right for because I, like, like I said, I do prefer watching games at home. That's just my preference. But if I had the opportunity to go to the odd game every couple of months or whatever, like on a on a one off basis, I would because I do think that when going to games, it is fun and you see the game from a different perspective. And also, it goes a lot quicker than it does on TV, right? And and you want to be in the thick of it. You want to be around the atmosphere. I, I get all of that, but at the same time, I think you. you the solutions that you came up with is great, but I also think the fans need to take ownership of that as well. And the only way the club are going to do that, are going to help the fans do that, is get the people who want to sing in the same section. But the thing is, a lot of fans don't want to move. A lot of fans have been sitting in those seats since the Emirates are open, and they're just not they're just not going to budge. So, stalemate, the way I see it. But in the meantime, while the club pulled their fingers out their asses, we need to be able to create that atmosphere ourselves. Maitland Niles, um, he tried to get the crowd going, didn't he? He did. He did. He ran up to the crowd. I think it must have been about the 75th minute. And for a young kid to even be doing that, I, I, what's, what's Maitland Niles, 21? Or is he younger? I don't think he's younger than that. No, he's 21. Is 21. He? For a young kid like that to be even walking over to the crowd and, and gestating to them to say, like, get up, get behind us, says something to me for how quiet it was. And from the coverage that we got here in Australia on Optus Sport, it sounded silent. Did you have that Irish guy as a commentator? No. No, we oh, didn't. Right, okay, you had your own commentators. The, 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 Premier, League, uh, uh, the Premier League feed, um, there was an Irish commentator on there. He was fucking shocking. He was shocking. Man of the match, people? Wow. I'm going to go with Iwobi, mate. Oh, okay. Max, reply to that one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with Genduzi. I actually thought it was his most assured Arsenal performance. Okay, Mike? I was going to go with Aubameyang. Uh, me too, Aubameyang. He scored our Lacazette. Yeah, it was a toss-up between them two for me. But uh, Aubameyang worked his whole off. Maybe yeah, his hardest working game in an Arsenal shirt. He was regularly popping up where Kalasanak wasn't. Mm, and I, 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 think, I think that's what makes a difference when Lacazette's on the pitch. Go on, expand. Yeah, I mean, it, he, when Lacazette is on the pitch, Aubameyang seems to... You know, I mean, he gets into these areas because he knows his area is being covered by Lacazette. So when he's off the pitch, there's only a Bamiyang up front, and we've we've noticed this before, and we've said it before that he's always starved of balls. You know, what I mean, he's, he's not getting anything coming towards him when he's in, on his own up front. But when we're, he's we're, got Lacazette next to him, he seems to, you know, what I mean, he he perks up a bit. 
we are desperate for something creative in in the Arsenal squad, be it the winger that we talk about, be it the Santi Cazola that we talk about. I, I don't know. So, well, Alex, it will right. be... Go, sorry, go on. No, you're right. You're right with that. The thing is, right now, the creativity that we have in the team, um, one of them, you can't trust him, you know, because he's weak. And the other is leaving. And uh, can you put Mikatari in that bracket? I'm not too sure. So if you go, if those two right, are not in the team, then the way to get creativity in, in the team is in the wide areas. And again, Alex Awobi was directly involved in three of uh, three goals in his last Premier League, uh, four Premier League appearances with one goal and two assists. There you as, go. As many as he'd been in his previous sixteen in, uh, in the competition. Is he improving? Is he getting better? I know uh, our racist friend from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I say that very much tongue in cheek. Um, you you didn't rate him. I didn't rate him today, and it's not that I didn't rate the parts of his game that contributed to us scoring goals. So let me put that out on the table immediately. I am not blind. I do understand when people contribute. My Tell issue them. with a Wobi is to do with the manner in which he loses the ball, overplays passes, and breaks things down. My opinion when it comes to Awobi is that when Awobi is not thinking, as in his snapshot finish was it last week, as in his little interchangey stuff around the box where the ball's coming into him and he's knocking and pushing off and doing stuff, none of that's an his issue with me for Awobi. When he's working on natural instincts... Things just happen around him. He has the technicality. He has the skill. My issue with Awobi is every time he gets on the ball in free space, there are a number of counterattacks that bombed under Awobi. There are a number of very heavy, very overhit passes that bombed around Awobi. And he does have a habit when it comes to final third entry passes and final third decisions to get all muddled up, Wellington booted, and do nothing with it. My issue with Awobi was that the mistakes that he's making, when he makes them, I expect to see them from an under-21s player or lower. Mm. I can't argue with that. No, I can't argue either. And Ramsey, Ramsey apparently, I don't know if it's been officially made yet, he's he's done a deal with Juventus, good luck to him. But Bye. He, he, yeah, I, I get that sentiment, but he came on the pitch... Um, he scores a goal. He's an utter professional, whether you like him or don't. You know, and Arsenal have scored 10 Premier League goals this season, courtesy of substitutes, more than any other team. So is is that, what is it? Is it professionalism from Ramsey? Is it genius tactics from Unai Emery? Who wants to come back? I think with his goal, I think if anyone else was in that position that he was in, I think they would have scored. I think he got gifted the ball in some respect there and it was it was a good goal don't get me wrong I'm not going to count that out and you have to be there but yeah and uh, if anyone else was in that, exactly that same position as he was I think it would have been anybody else's goal yeah. fair enough and Leno Leno's been come under criticism over the over the Christmas period especially um, decades who do that <laughs> sorry I'm going to say it you are absolute <laughs> fucking dickheads <laughs> Give the guy a fucking break. It's his first season in the Premier League. He's got a shit bunch of fucking idiots in front of him who are absolutely useless at times. And we've all said it. And we've only kept one clean sheet in the last 14 Premier League games. Mm. That is terrible. Whichever way you look at it, that is terrible. I don't know any keeper in the Premier League with that defence and that midfield and that quantity of tinkering of systems over and over and over again to the point where nobody knows where they're meant to be on the pitch at any given time in any given position, I don't think the greatest goalkeeper in the world isn't conceding. A keeper no. is only as good as the formation in front of him and the organisation in front of him. Which Thank is what you. Mike, someone else who agrees. No, 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 I, and Mike, I, 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 I didn't disagree with you. I'm just putting the questions up here. You oh, know? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's someone. Uh, I yeah, did say I wanted him said. dropped three weeks ago, though. I did say drop him for check three weeks ago, but that wasn't because he was shit. It was I said it was because he was young, and I thought getting dropped out of the team would do him good. Yeah, uh, well, to be honest, I, I, I wanted Torreira dropped yesterday, and I don't want Torreira. Yeah. We're, we're going to move on to the Blackpool game in a minute. I don't want to see half this squad playing Blackpool. I really, I, I know it's the FA Cup, but 
fourth place for us is, and the Europa League are the two most important things. Fuck um, the FA Cup. Oh, I can't oh, go that boy. strong. Can't go that strong. Can't go that strong. You can't do that. Even, <laughs> can't. I, even I can't do that. Bloody hell. So, just finishing off on, on a bit of the game and a bit about what me and Manny were discussing, friendly discussing. And the attendance figures were 59,887. Not real <laughs> figures. Agreed. Um, they're sold seats. Um, the atmosphere seemed very flat. Agreed, Manny. Um, Red Action, have they got a responsibility? Do they need to step up and support the North Bank to build the atmosphere? Um, they're the only official sort of um, crowd fan base. Uh, look at Germany. Look at Crystal Palace. They've got their ultras and they've got their flags and they've got their drums. And What do we need to do? I think we should put it out there. Uh, sack them idiots. There's plenty of people in our social media group that we've got who all go to games, and a lot of them are season ticket holders. Why not get someone going with them? It's true. Who wants You're to there as well, Fergus. You're who, who, there for the majority who, who, of games. Get it? You know what I mean? Get it sorted. I tried my song, but fucking Johnny won't sing it. Well, there's three people that sing it with you. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't stop, you know. They didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and no brilliant. one else joined in. They did actually. There was for, there was a few more, but it, oh, what two more? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right, prediction league. Um, I had three nil. Manny had four nil. Mike or Trevor on his behalf had two one, and Steve, big Steve, predicted a three nil. So we all got a point. Um, and at one point, actually, I, th- I thought Trev was going to get the points uh, on behalf of Boston Mike. So the running totals on that is Manny's on 27, I'm on 26. Mike uh, stroke Trev is on 24 and the guests are on 21. Blackpool, Blossom Road, 5.30, FA Cup third round. FA Cup third round day, I always, I love, well, I love match of the day, but match of the day, they've moved it. Um... And they've moved it to 8.30 in the, on, a, on a Sunday morning. I used to love half seven on a Sunday morning, cup of tea in bed, watching match of the day, and especially on FA Cup third round day, because there was loads of games. And we've, we, we've got Blackpool. I know quite a few guys are going up there um, to, to watch the game. I'm not going, because um, it's a two, three-day piss-up. And after Christmas, I'm trying to be healthy this January. So what do we... <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I, I am, honestly. I am, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You don't believe that's, me, do you? No, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't use that word, can I? <laughs> Lineups. I said I didn't want Torreira playing. I don't want Guendouzi playing. I, you know, I want... Let's have... Uh, Willock up there. Let's have Saka. Let's let's have Inketia. Uh, anybody disagree? Yeah, nope. I think Gendouzi should play. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's played, I yeah, he's played a lot of games as well. Yeah, you got to think as well. I think that game is probably doing quite good because he's going to get pushed around a bit. <laughs> a bit. What about his hair? Well, oh, there's only one person who's pulled his hair, and he had hair envy. no honestly i think i think the whole team should be you should be sat down to be honest with you um because right after even though there's like a a week break between blackpool and west ham if i was emery what i would do is after yesterday's game i'll be like listen all of you guys fuck off and i'll see you on monday that that personally that's what i would do i think everyone needs a breather i think you bring in the long the young lads and then play some fringe players dl nennies i think ramsey will play Mm. Um, but yeah, just just to give the first team as a break. They need it, and we've got an early kick off the following Saturday, haven't we? Um, against West Ham, so we're playing twelve thirty against West Ham. Is it twelve thirty? Yes, yeah, twelve thirty. Yeah, kick off. Ooh, which okay. is pretty shit because I've got the ticket doing a away day, and you think, oh fucking hell. Mm. I go back to you. Don't really have to do all the beer and stuff beforehand, but as you said, many it's part and parcel of football, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, does anybody know anything off Blackpool? Any threats? Max, did you want to say something? Uh, I just said, I was just going to say that I think I would play all of the kids plus Awobi, Gwendozi, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Everyone else I'd play kids. Awobi because I really think he just, at this point, needs to keep playing. I'm, at this point, I'm unsure whether or not 
I kind of been banging this drop in drum, but I wonder whether or not just like keep playing, keep playing, keep playing because there's little flutters of him coming back. Genduzzi's young. He could do with the run out. He could do with the time. And AMN is just starting to hit form. And let's not forget, he's not a wing back. As much as he's played there, he's not a wing back. He's not a wing forward. He's a central midfielder. So if we've got to rely on him for a couple of weeks, I feel like the more time he plays in that position, the better it could possibly be. Other than that, all kids. Mike? Yeah, I tend to agree. I'd like to see Gwen Doozy play just because I think he could probably do with it, you know what I mean, getting a kick in from some of the lower league guys and see how he stands up to it. Uh, I agree with the AMN um, because, yeah, like Max said, he could do with the time in that position if he's going to cover there for the time being. I'd, I'd love to see Medley play. But I just I, I don't know if he will do or not. I th- There's you not know what? a lot. Does anyone know anyone who watches a lot of the under twenty ones? Because I was on a I was on a, a different podcast. I was on with the guys from the Clock End Talk Pod, and their main guy Tony, who's a, a season ticket holder, does a bit of radio over there. Told me in the under twenty ones, Medley's not one of the guys who had been considered to be one of those top top talents. Does anyone know anything? greater than that I, I'd i be lying if I said I knew anything I, I know Johnny watches a bit more of the, the youth and stuff like that I, So I've watched a couple of times and I've seen Medley play a couple of times I don't know where that comment you know what I mean why he said that comment because every time I've seen him he's played really well in that position and I think because of our injuries um, and uh, trying to get people back to fitness and so on I think we need to rest <laughs> all our centre our, our, our first team uh, second string uh, centre backs because you know, I, I think we should be playing um, more a, a youth defence. And Here's one. Build a back four, guys. Build a back four. Because that's probably where we're going to have the most issues. Hmm. For the Blackpool game? Blackpool game. Czech, Lichsteiner, Medley, Plegidzuelo, and Jenkinson. Mavropanos, I completely forgot about him. Is he, is he back? He, yeah, like, I, I know he's, he's back, back but is he he's back? He's training. He's training again. He, yeah. he should. He should get a run out in that game. Completely Surely you give him. You give back. him thirty minutes. You wouldn't start him if he's coming back. I would start him, and then if you need to take him off, take him off. Yeah, give him a half. So basically, what so. you're all, what we're all collectively saying, is either on one hand that we think Blackpool are crap, and we're going to be able to do it with no one, or we're saying that we're willing to roll the dice and not go deep in the FA Cup. Risk it for a chocolate biscuit, mate. (laughs) Blackpool are in League One. We are a Premier League side. Um, If you look at Arsenal's under-23s are playing in the Checker Trade Trophy, I think they played... Did they play Blackpool recently? But they've played uh, teams of that elk, and we're winning. So our under-23s, in theory, our Checker Trade trophy team, should be able to go and take Blackpool on in the FA Cup third round and give them a game. Whether they win, that is the question. Predictions on the on the game? Uh, Max, do you want to go on behalf of the guests? Mike, you can be Mike this week, and Manny, you can be yourself. If we play a mixed 11, a mixed 11, 2-0. To Arsenal, yeah? To Arsenal. 2-0 if we play a mixed 11. Mike, you're Boston for a week. Uh, I was going to say 2-1. To Arsenal? Oh, yeah. Okay, Manny? 2-1 to the boys. Uh, And I've gone for 2-1 as well. So we've got three 2-1s and a 2-0 on behalf of Max. Let's see how we get on. Let's see how we get on. Uh, I know this is the bit you don't like. It's only one game that we're going to uh, touch on. Oh, uh, the, really best, the best away record in the league at the moment. They'll scum down the lane. They beat Cardiff, which anybody should be beating Cardiff 3-0. Um, there's still fallout from the Spurs game at the Emirates. Remember I said when uh, Eric Dyer came over and he shushed the, the North Bank and there was all yeah. sorts of shit and everything else being chucked out on the, on the pitch. Um, well... Some currency was donated to the homeless on that day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was donated to the homeless on that day. And uh, a guy, he's 
about two seats along from me. He's actually, this, the pictures I've seen, he's right next to me. Um, he chucked a coin and some guy, the role behind, got called out because they thought it looked like him the following week. Uh, they were there la- uh, last game with catalogues of photos and, and video clips that they were trying to look and pick anybody out. Um, I got a message from one of my mates um, who's right next to him and said two guys got taken out of uh, my role um, and including him. Um, he's been taken out to a charge room, charged, arrested by the police. He now will have a criminal record, I expect. Um, he's been banned for four or five years from the stadium ban. Warning to others, don't be a fucking fool. You are on camera. You will be found out. If you're going to chuck anything, chuck your support on the pitch. Don't start chucking coins and fucking abuse. You can ban fine but start chucking abuse and start chucking coins and 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 stuff like that one it puts a bad name on the club and two somebody could actually get hurt do you really the the amount of times we see players for england are players in the champions league over in italy getting lighters and all sorts of shit done on them and we go fucking nuts and then again some of our lot do the exact same thing in in the emirates stadium we're meant to be better than that tell them Honestly, it's seriously, Manny, um, I came along and uh, I got some pictures sent to me and I got the picture of him and I'm right next to this guy. Um, mm. And uh, I said to, to Nick, Nick, who sent the, the pictures to me, I came along and said, Nick, where'd you get that picture from? He said, Twitter. I said, you are fucking joking. And he went, no, yeah, no, no, it was on Twitter. I said, why? Was it the club asking, do you know these people? Because my face is on there. I've never chucked anything on the pitch, bar fucking, you know, you fucking da 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 sort of just Usual, usual, yeah, the, the usual, usual yeah. sort of stuff. Swear words and kisses. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing, and and singing songs to Abamyang. Um, uh, but but I was going to go nuts. I was going to get in touch with the club and go, "How dare you put my image up on on social media with my without my permission?" Da 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 da. This sort of stuff. And he said, "No, no." He said, "It's from a photograph, and it's a far away photograph." The the cameraman must have been at the other side of the pitch. He's taken a photograph uh, of Dyer and all the fan, all the players coming over to that corner when Dyer's doing that shush. And it's just zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in. And honestly, guys, it's as clear as day. I will forward this photo to you in a second and you can see it. It's Sweet. it's unbelievable. Really fucking freaked me out. I was I was going nuts. And, and the guy was saying to me, you're going paranoid. And I'm going, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, transfer windows open. Oh, boy. Mm. It's oh going to be interesting. Rumours. Mm. Rumours. Reality. What's real? What do we? Juve have um, have offered Ramsey 138 grand a week. That's a lot lower than the 200 grand Arsenal have offered. Can we go into that? Yeah. yeah there, there's there, there's a few things actually I wanted to go into. So <clears throat> in the last five seasons, right, and I think this is this everyone's aware of this. We have a net spend of 368 million pounds. That's higher than Chelsea, Liverpool, and the scum. Now, who out of the three, right? Chelsea have won the league at that time. Liverpool were in the Champions League final and they're, you know, in the title race this season in that time. And the scum have finished above us twice in that time. So really, who's getting the raw deal out of this? So there was an article that somebody shared on, on a social media platform. It's from Arsenal Truth, I believe. And it was an article saying why Stan Kroenke cannot invest his money in the club, even if he wanted to. And just to summarise it quickly... Um, underachievement on the pitch, a higher wage bill, and just in general, a complete mismanagement by Gazidis and by the previous manager. Right? But these are things that we already knew. Now, I wanted to compare Liverpool to us. Right? Since, since Klopp got here, right? since Klopp got here, so his first transfer window, he got rid of Benteke, Jordan Ibe, Joe Allen, Skirtle, and Sacco on loan. Right? Then Sacco left on a permanent deal, Lucas Leiva, Danny Ward, and Clavan. This is between the time that he got here and this season. In that time, in all those deals, he got 222 million approximately. Right? And in that time, we got rid of Nab Nabri, Wilshire, Oxlade Chamberlain, Sanchez, Walcott, Giroud, Cockland, Chesney, Gabriel, Gibbs, Perez, Akpom, and Santi Cazola on the free, and we only got 115 million out of those deals. Right for those so for those caliber of players, look at the disparity between the two in terms of quality, and the players that we got in: Xhaka for thirty-five mil, Mustafi, 
Perez for 11 mil, Asano, Holden, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Mavropanos, Torreira, Leno, Socrates, Guendouzi, Lichstein. So it shows the complete disparity between the two clubs. They've spent 360 million on a host of players to make them stronger, while we spent 256 million on players who wouldn't even get an Everton squad. So Torreira would. Ter- sure, Torreira would. Guendouzi, probably. Jacob wouldn't. Very true. But we spent so much money on players. We've wasted so much money on players who wouldn't get in those sides. We've wasted money on players who are bang average and we have overspent in terms of contracts and in terms of transfer fees on players that are just not good enough. And it's coming back to bite us on the the arse big time and hence why the Ramsey deal was pulled. Because imagine if we've got a Ramsey on 200k a week or so and we've got Ozil on 350k a week. That puts a huge strain on the club. And we can't get rid of Mkhitaryan at 200 grand a week. We could, even then, even if you still do that, you still have Ozil who's on 350k a week. All right. So I read another article from the Daily Canon that was saying that some of the some of the board members in the club were regretting that deal simply because we've got to pay Ozil in the next 130 weeks 45.5 million pounds in wages. Wow. And it's just that we cannot afford to do that. So right now the only way to be able for us to be able to spend money like a Liverpool is to get cut down on the wage bill. Hence why Ozil needs to leave. Hence why Ramsey wasn't offered a new deal. But at the same time, we have no resale value for a lot of our in players fairness, because Gazidis and, and Wenger really mismanaged the situation in terms of in terms of player. In fairness, Rams, yeah. Ramsey was offered a new contract. He was offered two hundred grand a week, but his agent wanted a bigger signing on fee and a bigger amount of commission uh, in the deal. And his agent pushing and pushing and pushing. Arsenal went, you know what? There's a good opportunity to go fuck you, and they pulled the contract. Ozil, yes, I think they probably do want to get rid of because of the wage structure and I think it's yeah. put a disparity on it but you say 45 million I, I fa- it sounds like I'm arguing with everything you're saying uh, today Manny and I'm not I'm just trying to do um, the devil's advocate 45 million for three years nearly left on this contract if you mm. had to buy Ozil today you'd be paying in the stupidly overinflated marketplace that it is you'd be paying 40 million for him at least so, no I agree no no, no. the things I agree with and he, agree he's with. ruled out a move or a loan move in January he said he intends on winning his uh, his position back and why do you think that is because of he's not going to get 350 grand a week yeah. anywhere else Ex- exactly I mean you've got to, we've got to ask like, we have got we've got to tell ourselves these we got to pose ourselves these serious questions. I know we all want investment and I know we all want to, you know, the club to go out there and make a statement, but you need to realise that we can't until we get these players, these these high earning players off the wage bill, we expect the, these loan deals and expect players, you know, over 30 because that's what we're going to get and young players with potential because we can't afford to go and spend 50 million in transfer fees and an X amount on wages. Do you, we just do you can't think, do that. Just, I just a thought and Max, I know you wanted to come and say something and, and you might be able to respond to this as well. Do you think that the the purchase of um, maybe Mav of Harness to a lesser degree but the, the Socrates, Listiner, um, uh, the, the older players mm. is... Uh, what? How am I trying to say this? It's a safety thing, so they can probably get Emery through a certain stage. But yeah, yeah. Emery is he there? Is he there? He's got a three-year contract, but everybody knows he'd probably get a year, eighteen months, and if he hasn't done something, he'll be off out the door. And the next one will be in. And is it? Is it that that's powering those sort of moves, or is it budget constraints? Is it? I I don't know. I think it's really, I think it's budget constraints. I think it's it's signings that were like, you know what, we can't get you the type of players that you need now. So here are the stop gaps while we make those moves yep. throughout the year to get rid of those higher earners. 100%. Max, ahead, those, those signings were signings based on two parameters. Number one, how are we going to steady this ship when this ship is borderline taking on water and going to go under? And we've seen bigger clubs than us, Man U, for example, go more downhill quickly. Simple as that. So on the one hand, that's a, a primary factor. Number two, we're not a Champions League club. We have been for a number of years before Emery came in, we have been a cup side and now we're Europa side. So I think those are the players that were available to us at the time that we could get in that may be able to show enough leadership or enough security to steady us through this time and maybe get Emery 
to two years in his contract and best case scenario, creep a top four or win a Europa League. On the transfer saga, just in general, I don't have so much of a problem with what's come into the club and what we've paid coming into the club. My issue has been more, and I just want to put a caveat, I'm just removing the Ozil thing because it was a strange thing. I'm just going to remove that. But it's more the issue about what we've done with our players going out and the contract situations, not locking those players down to be able to get resale. I don't have a great amount of issue. When I look at City, they've made some terrible signings. Liverpool have made terrible signings. Man U have made the most amount of terrible signings of any club in the history of anyone in the Premier League. They just keep going after shit on top of shit on top of shit. So my issue there isn't so much about what's come in. It's about what's come in and how little we've done, how profligate we've been, how silly we've been with our contracts, and the fact that we're unable to sell anyone. I put out a tweet very early in the year where I said, what may end up happening to Arsenal, and it's not something I want to do, so no one jump on me, but Racist. what may end up having <laughs> what may end up happening at Arsenal is we might have to sell a couple of our really, really good assets to fund mm-hmm. a large scale rebuild. Now if that means someone comes in and offers you eighty million or ninety million for Bellerin, I'm not saying that's gonna happen. But if someone Ooh. comes in and offers you that, you can rebuild a squad off the back of that. It's heavily what Klopp did. Made big money yep. off players who the club didn't want to go and then rebuilt from underneath. Yeah, I mean he got 28 million for Benteke, 25 million for Sacco. I mean, for those two players alone, right, he got so much value out of them, and we didn't get any value for Wilshire, Santi, of course, because he got injured, but Ramsey, Sanchez, really. We had no resale value for these players, and it's put us in such a hole. The mismanagement from the previous manager and from Gazidis is so bad that now you need to be the and fans who are Emery are need to realize the scale of the job at hand. These guys, the Desanyehis and and the Sven Mislintats and all those guys have to go out and find players that they can bring in on decent wages while cutting the wage bill down of average players on high wages. It is a huge job. And I feel sorry for those guys because they've come to a shit show. But one might say it just highlights how well Wenger managed things in the ten years, the first ten years at the Emirates Stadium by selling the Van Persie, selling a trophy player every season, rebuilding, bringing in a, a semi-average player, using the youth players and so on. I know that's not going to be uh, an overall oh, no, no, no. accepted... Actually, no, actually... I agree with you because in that period I actually backed him, but then he did a complete 360 and messed it all up. By that's because he was desperately hanging on to his job. Soon as soon as desperation kicked in, and we went out and we we, we signed 350 grand a week uh, Ozil back on a new contract. Uh, although at the time I was saying I'd rather Ozil than Sanchez because Sanchez was a bad bad egg. Hmm. Um, we, you know, we, we Bamiang and Lacazette. Well, he wanted Lacazette. Uh, we wanted Aubameyang first of all, but we bought Lacazette because he was a cheaper option. And then Gazidis went out and bought Aubameyang the next January anyway. We didn't need the both. Two player- and those exactly. funds could have been appropriated to somewhere where we actually needed exactly. them. And that's where the desperation was getting in towards the oh, end. Okay, okay, but explain 90 grand a week for players like Debushi and Lucas Perez. Mm. That's not desperation. That's just complete mismanagement. Debushi was taken in, uh, I don't know if he was 90 grand a week, but he was taken from Newcastle and he was a, uh, a rising star. He was really strong in the French team. He was strong at Newcastle. He was actually very good before that first shoulder injury as well. He got I, I injured he within about excellent. three or four... Yeah, exactly. He got injured within about three or four games. He was fucked. And... Uh, Welbeck was one for saying, and some other players have said, to be injured... It's harder, the, the, the mental anguish that's on you being injured and not because you're used to playing as a part of a team, to be isolated on your own, doing the gym work all on your own, everything else. If you're out for 18 months and then you lose your place, Bellerin comes in and ends up being, you know, the, the, the fan's favourite. He is a talent, you know, um, and you lose your spot to them. He, Bellerin was behind Debussy. No, I get all that. Buffett, but that still doesn't mean that you deserve to be on that EK a week. He came in on probably, didn't he come in on a free or a very cheap deal? Like I think he came in on a free. Pounds? 
I mean, look at we sold Gabrielle and and Cochrane and things like that for a combined twenty one million because their wages were so high. You know, so you've well, got we to did look pay, at these we, things. We did pay Diaby fifty five grand a week, and look how injured he was. You You're just proving my point as well, then, aren't you? With fifty grand a week. I mean, come on! This is you're you're getting you're having average players on the huge wages, and then we can't get any resale value out of them because I, clubs are coming in looking at the, the their wages and go, you know what? We'll give you this because the wages are so damn high. The, the thing is, twenty one boys, twenty twenty one. That's how long oh. it's going to take us. I honestly mm-hmm. believe that twenty twenty one. Are we going to win the league then? I don't think we're going to win the league there. I think it's going to take us until twenty twenty one to rebalance the squad, rebalance the wage rebalance the age demographic of the group and build something to be at the starting block of moving forward. And did you hear our last podcast uh, and people already doing the hashtag Emery out? Fuck wits. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, boys, on that note, it's been really good. It's getting daylight here uh, down in sunny, sunny Essex, London, whatever. Um, Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Max, enjoy your dinner because I know your dinner was ready seven minutes ago and uh, is, Victoria's going to be annoyed with The me, wife will be shouting at me down the stairs shortly. Yeah, well, uh, you, listen, we normally have somebody's wife in the background and she's decided to stay in bed. Producer Jay is not here. No, she's not. Up the no. ass, Jay. Up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> On that note, boys, thanks very much. Happy New Year. Up the ass. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.